Hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Ronquist here, and I have a great show ahead of you, featuring my brand new interview with Morgan Riley of the band Blackwater Drowning. His brand new album, Sonder Satori, will be coming out this Friday. I also got some stuff to talk about with stuff I've been watching lately, stuff I've been playing lately, and... Some stuff that I was really hoping was not going to be coming back up, but unfortunately did. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's start with my interview with Morgan Riley at Blackwater Drowning, The Reason Why You're Here, which of course the brand new album is coming out this Friday. In this interview, I talked to Morgan about how the band started being able to create American Mellow Death, as it's so strange that it's not bigger here in America. All the visualization that goes into the band, what to look forward to in the future, and so much more. But here we go. My interview with Morgan Riley of Blackwater Drowning. Hello? Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Absolutely. Well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you and uh, talk about this brand new album, which is going to be coming out a month from today, which is so cool to see. I mean, that, that's going to be a great feeling for you. Oh, yeah. We're so excited. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, I've, I've gotten the chance to be able to check out this album now for a, a little bit, and I just love what you're doing here. It's just like, it's a great album from start to finish i mean you guys got such a great unique blend of sound that's going on i I love the different uh peaks and valleys that are going on throughout it's in great dynamics i mean this is gonna be such a killer album when it comes out next month yeah i'm very very proud of it it's been a a long time in the making personally just creating all these different movements and collaborating with each other to create like the most dynamic choices possible oh awesome so with an mind i mean how did this all start like how did this band come together um myself and jeremy one of our guitar players knew each other through local bands and we just happened to be both looking for bands at the same time and just found each other that way and we started writing and then audia joined because we all knew each other through bands in our area and then we recruited chris and ron and the rest is history. So with that in mind, I mean, how how did you know what direction you wanted to go into when you were starting this band? I mean, did you already have that in mind or was it just something that came natural? It was definitely something that came naturally. Like I knew I wanted to do everything I could possibly do vocally. I wanted to sing, I wanted to scream and whatever's in between. And Jeremy comes from a very like European melodic death metal background that's his favorite stuff and we definitely bring those elements into Blackwater. yeah and i definitely hear it too i mean i mean you got such a great unique voice and you're able to hit so many different ranges that's going on with that and of course uh, the backing band that goes along with that i mean you don't hear a lot of like traditional melodic death metal stuff coming from america here and when you're able to hear that in in an american band like this it's just so cool to hear those two forces yeah for sure like i don't know i don't know of a lot of other like traditional like sort of european influence death metal melodic death metal like what we do from united states normally it's more deathcore and um american heavy metal and stuff like that which is great and i love that but i always really enjoyed the more the european style of melodic death metal and just wanted to play that oh and it so also with that in mind i mean obviously with uh, getting the full band together and 
uh, and knowing the direction that things were going to be going in. I mean, when did things start to feel like it was going in the right direction with the band? I feel like even from the start, we kind of knew the direction we were going and just kind of have refined it and it's grown and evolved on its own since then. Yeah. And I can definitely hear that too, because uh, uh, I've discovered you from this album, but of course I went back and checked the older material and I can just hear that progression and that, that core sound is there from the beginning, but just seeing how the progression of the band has come all the way here to 2022 it's really cool to see yeah for sure it's been a fun ride for us too because every time we think like oh i don't know how we're going to top this album and then the next one we write i'm like wow i like this i feel like we really stepped it up on this one and hopefully that continues forever So, so again, you know, with that in mind, I mean, obviously with, uh, you know, that progression that's been going on and like with what you just said, what was it like to start writing for this album? It was really natural. We just always keep constantly writing and we started really meshing together as a band because we have had several different member changes throughout the years. Jeremy and Adia and I have been the core members who have stayed and then we've had several changes to drummer and lead guitar player or second guitar, I guess, because it hasn't always been a lead. But we, with the group that we have now, we just felt like we all were able to really work cohesively together because Jeremy and Ron have actually been together in bands for a long time before Blackwater happened. And so they already had that rapport going on. And yeah, we just kind of hit our stride, I feel like, on this album. It, it, it just felt really natural. Oh, and I'm so glad to hear that, too. And uh, from the singles that I've seen released so far and the the amazing videos that come along with it, too, I love the artistic direction of the different videos and everything. Like uh, seeing the comments, like seeing so much positive reception for this uh, for these songs so far. Like a, a lot of people like myself discovering you from this album and just seeing that positive reception coming along. It's so great to see that. Yeah, it's been really awesome. We've been really lucky and fortunate to work with some really awesome videographers and photographers and well, photographer, (laughs) we have our specialized photographer, but um, yeah, it's the music videos all happen really naturally and just very creative processes that I'm really proud of it. And hopefully people see that and it comes across. So uh, expanding on that a bit, I mean, what was it like to work on the videos for this album cycle? (laughs) Music videos are always interesting because you know, you spend a day or more sometimes on this one music video that lasts for, you know, three to five minutes and nobody sees everything that goes on behind the scenes, like all the light changes, the costume changes, the setup of the room. And I love the process. It's so cool to see the finished product and know what all had to happen to make that product a reality. And we had on, I think all of the videos, except the final unreleased one, we had like location changes the day before and we're just scrambling to make it work, but Hey, pressure makes diamonds. Oh, it's so very true. And again, just like looking at the final products of everything that's been released so far, I mean, it's just like everything from the colors, the visuals, the songs that you chose to do with the the direction of the videos, whether it's like a full on story or you're uh, getting to see the full band playing. I mean, just like everything that's going on there, it's, it's a lot of great diversity that's going on and it made for a great final product that way. Yeah, I think I, the videos that I most enjoy watching are more dynamic like that. Like I love watching a good performance video and it's all in how it's shot 
and the videographer has to have a good eye, but I think I'm really proud of the ones that we've produced. Oh, so cool. And, you know, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, obviously there's so much that goes into, you know, the, the video aspect and, uh, you know, being able to choose the right songs for those videos as well, too. I mean, what was that like to be able to decide what songs you wanted to release as singles? <laughs> well, it was hard because I love every song on this album and we just kind of honestly put it in other people's hands like just asked a bunch of people like what do you think should be the ones that we make music videos for like we had a couple that were our favorites and then like the third one we're like maybe this one maybe that i don't know um but getting some outside opinions really helped with that because when you've created something you're so close to it that it's hard to be objective for sure oh it, it's so true and especially like when you said you love every song on the album and and any of the songs off of this album easily could have worked as a single i mean it feels like a great collective when it comes to that so you know sometimes it does help having those outside influences and i think there were fantastic choices because again the visuals match up so well with the songs and i i just feel Feel like there's a great dynamic between all the singles that's been released and it doesn't give everything away on the album too it makes you want to go out and check out the full experience yeah i mean that's the whole goal for sure i think on this album i'm really proud that none of the songs sound exactly alike like you can tell that they are all hours but it doesn't sound like one is just a, it doesn't sound like one long song yeah exactly and i i love it when a band is conscious of that too i mean obviously having that core sound of what the band is all about but you know whether you're going slower whether you're going faster whether you're incorporating different instrumentation uh, adding keyboards or strings or uh, going genre bending i mean there's so many different ways that you can go about things but if you maintain what the band is about and you're able to expand what the sound of the band can be it i mean it's limitless for where the band can go absolutely like just bringing in new influences and doing different arrangements or untraditional arrangements where maybe there isn't like a verse chorus structure it's just like one continuous movement like there's so many options and ways to be creative oh for sure and you know again speaking of that as well too i mean especially when it comes to what you bring to the band i mean not just vocally what you're doing but also lyrically what's going on too i mean the more i listen and the more i hear the lyrics like you write some really hard-hitting lyrics especially on this album and it's just it's so great to see like uh, everything that you're tackling on this album everything you're able to tackle vocally as well too and just being able to show all these different sides of yourself thank you i appreciate that i'm i've always been a big reader ever since i was a kid and it, I think it bring, comes over in the lyrics that I write because I, I get really wordy, but I'll just like sit with a song and play it over and over and get an overall idea of what I think the song is about, what it's telling me it's about. And then I just go tiny piece by tiny piece and write my lyrics. And I think it ends up being pretty cohesive that way and helps everything blend together. But I have a lot to say and I like to, to speak on different subjects, whether it's something emotional or some world thing that's happening or what have you. So with it in mind, I mean, when you are like tackling these issues, I mean, what, no matter what they are, like, how do you know what direction you want to go to for each song? Is, is there like a, a riff that you hear and inspires you to tackle a certain subject or how does that go about? Well, um, it just kind of varies. Sometimes I'll just get a feeling and other times I'll have something on my brain and, figure out a way to incorporate that into what the song needs. 
And yeah, it's just, it's very a case by case basis as to what I write or how I write it. So with that, I mean, was there like any challenges for like any particular songs on like uh, on any parts on your end, like, uh, you know, like song structure or what you wanted to write about or how you were going to fit it in the song? Was there any examples of that? Yeah, actually for, um, I think Aberrant Leaves actually went through quite a few changes before it, what it ended up being. And some of that, it's just, a, it talks about corruption in places of power and that can get really touchy with some people. And we're not trying to be like a super edgy political band or anything like that. So trying to get the point across of the feeling in such a way that it's universal and not pointed towards any one thing. And then the chorus originally didn't have any singing. And we wrote that in the studio at like two o'clock in the morning on hopped up on so many energy drinks. And I love the finished product that it's become. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking about that song right now. And just like uh, hearing the, the clean vocals in that song, I can't imagine it any other way. And the fact that it wasn't written with that in mind before you got in the studio, that's, that's so cool to see that, you know, it's just like inspiration can hit at any time and can make a song even stronger. Absolutely. Like when you're digging into it in the studio and singing every line, like three times, you're like, Hmm, maybe this would be cool here. And it's really cool when that happens. Cause I think the most, interesting things come out of that oh totally and so i mean obviously with something like that i mean was there any other moments like that you know like uh, any part of anyone else in the band have any moments like that yeah we've all had our our various little moments of like ooh, this should be here it happened with um oh i forget what song right now there was one song where our drummer was like i hear this part in the chorus and we just i didn't originally have that plan or pattern but when he said it i'm like oh that works really well here and everyone's always bringing new ideas to the table or like oh hey we should change this riff here or we should do this part there and or just rearrange the entire structure of the song we're always and then of course as soon as you put it down and recording you listen back to it and you're like oh man i should have done this here <laughs> <laughs> yeah again you know just like going back on that and just like inspiration can hit at any time and it can uh, lead to such great things and it's great to see that you guys that that you are so open uh, between the whole band being able to like uh, try new ideas rather than just have everything set in stone before you're going into the studio i mean because uh, any anything can happen and any time that you can make the song stronger is always a great thing absolutely and it's just about whatever's going to make the strongest song it's we don't have egos in the band we're all just in it as a team to make the most badass music we can <laughs> oh totally so with that in mind, I mean, what was it like to hear the final product for the first time? Like when you hear everything mixed and mastered and you finally got that back. Oh man, that was a really good day. It's like such an emotional thing to see this little baby be born into the world. <laughs> Cause it really does become like just your child in a sense. You've spent so much time and effort and energy creating this thing. And then to hear it in such a way that, you know, everyone else the way that everyone else is going to hear it too is just, it's always surreal. Oh, for sure. And I'm glad you mentioned surreal because, you know, obviously with a audibly and visually what's going on with the music videos and having all of that together means so much, but the album cover I find to be so surreal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's such a great representation of the album too. I just love the way it looks and it has that surreal feeling behind it. Oh yeah. That was done by um, a friend of our manager's, 
he's um, Dixon Jong and he's super, super talented. And we commissioned him to do the front cover and he, he killed it. It's so cool looking. Uh, did you have like an idea going into it or did you just let him have uh, free reign or how did that go about? That one came out of his brain and because we had given him some direction for other ideas and he was like, well, I also thought of this one that ended up being the winner. Sometimes it's interesting. You think you want it to be a certain way and then someone else brings you a new idea and you're like, yeah, that that's it. Oh yeah. And you know, it's, it's so cool. It came from like an outside influence like that too, because when I look at the album cover, it looks like something that is so representative of the album in general. And the fact that it came from, uh, you know, like an outside influence like that and just like hearing the music and just being influenced by the band. I mean, that's such a cool thing to be able to have that. Yeah, for sure. It, it was a different process for us, for sure. We've had, um, I did a lot of the graphic design in the beginning. It's like our first album cover I did. And then I did so much of the graphic design and now I don't do as much and it's really cool to see what other people who are super talented come up with. So is that a conscious effort not to be doing the the graphic design or or how does that go about? (laughs) It is a conscious effort now because I definitely held on to it really tightly just to, because that visual creative aspect is so important for the direction of a band and to relinquish that to other people is really, was really hard for me. But now we have kind of our, I guess, our staff photographer, Mac Brown, who does the majority of our visuals, and he's excellent. He always knows what we want and how to make it happen. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can imagine, especially when you're first talking about uh, releasing something like that, you know, how hard of an idea it is uh, not to have that creative control over it, especially when you have that creative mind and you have like so many ideas and you have the, the creative influences and you want to be able to show them off in your different ways, whether it's lyrically, vocally uh, art conceptual whatever the case is but you know when you do have the full band conglomerate going on and you're able to find these great people that are able to help your vision get even stronger as a whole I mean that can be such a great thing oh yeah like nobody can do it all and it's very unrealistic to think that you can do all of the art for a project like this it just doesn't nobody's got the time to do everything oh for sure and yeah again it's just like I, I love the arts and the and the visuals that's going on with this album cycle and i love the work that you did in the past too i mean it's just like a looking back and just seeing all the different works that was a, a part of this band it was so cool to see but you know just like seeing this new evolution of the band i, I love what's going on here and it's got me excited to see what's going to be happening in the future now especially with the band growing so much just from these singles alone and then uh, getting back into touring and doing shows and uh, you know, with the world trying to get back to some kind of normalcy and just being able to have that worldwide appeal going on, like as, as great as everything is going on right now, like the next release is just going to be so cool to see where you go from here. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. We've actually, this album has been done for well over a year. I think we started recording it in 2020, actually. And then COVID happened. We started, so I think we were planning on starting like before COVID hit and then COVID hit and we had to postpone and then like a month or a week. I don't remember how long we had to postpone for. And then we recorded it over the summer and the AC was out in the studio. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Um, but it's, we've been holding on to this for so long that 
it's kind of weird to realize that it's brand new to some people when it, we've already written like five new songs to be recorded. So it's really cool to see it actually seeing the light of day now. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I would have been surprised if you hadn't written any new material in that time, because it, it, I mean, a couple of years time, especially when you got those creative juices flowing, I mean, you want to be able to uh, keep writing when you have the inspiration going. So I'm glad to see that you are working on new material already. That's got me very excited because I mean, I'm already enjoying this album and knowing that there's already new music that'll be coming out at some point. That's so great to hear. Oh, yeah. We're always writing. We never really stop. Jeremy kind of composes a lot of the songs and then Ron and Jeremy get together and they just crank out some music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so cool. So, you know, obviously thinking about that. And of course, uh, with the album coming out a month from today, uh, seeing this reception and seeing the band grow and grow. And it's it's just so cool to see that. Like uh, what's going to be happening with the band after the release? So we have some festival dates lined up. Um, Well, we had more festival dates lined up, but then we were supposed to be playing in West Virginia and that festival got postponed because Ginger was supposed to be on it. And obviously with the situation in Ukraine, they couldn't make it. And then we're playing in Michigan for the Michigan Metal Fest. And we're doing some supporting dates around that. And then we're hoping later on in the year to do more regional runs. Oh, that that's so great to hear that. And I'm, I love the fact that we are starting to get back to some kind of normalcy where shows are able to come back. They're, they're safer. We're able to uh, experience live music again because it did get taken away from us. And the fact that it's oh, slowly but surely coming back, it's such a great thing. And I can't wait to hear that live experience and being able to hear this band live because I love what you do on record. I just imagine it's going to sound even better in the live setting. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of our live show. We um, run in-ears now, which is a new thing for all of us. So we get to hear each other no matter where we are on the stage, which is awesome because you get used to being in a band and not being able to hear your bandmates really on stage depending on the place's monitors. So always being able to hear each other has been a game changer. And I'm really excited to get into new places and see new faces this year. Oh, totally. And, you know, the fact that you're able to do different kinds of setups like that, too. I mean, obviously, whether you're doing an outdoor festival, whether you're playing in smaller venues, whether you're opening for bigger bands, and then eventually being able to do like, a, you know, main support or headlining shows, you know, coming up as well, too. And just seeing that fan base grow and grow, because I imagine that's what's going to happen here. I mean, the, the band has such a great sound. You have such a great voice that's able to hit a lot of people and you write about such great concepts and uh, thematically I think it's able to hit a lot of people and when it comes out next month I think a lot of people are going to experience that and then the band is just going to be able to flourish from that I really hope so like it's all of our dreams to be you know musicians for a living and not have to work day jobs and hopefully this gets us on that way there I know it's a it's just going to be a struggle and a long way off but that's the goal oh for sure and you know just seeing where you started off and where you are now and just seeing that progression and just uh, knowing that new material is going to be coming out so we don't have to wait as long to be able to hear new material when that comes out I mean there's a lot of great things that are happening for you and I'm, I'm so happy to see it I love when I can discover a new band and just like see the rise of what they're able to do and just seeing where you are right now it's got me so excited for the future just from the fan aspect let alone what's going to be happening for you so you know it's just it's been great 
being able to talk to you about all of this, you know, from the, the start of the band, being able to write for this album, what to look forward to in the future. This has been a great time. And I thank you so much for taking the opportunity to be able to talk about all of it. Absolutely. And thank you so much. It's been a blast. Oh, awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? Um, so we are releasing our album next month, July 8th, and accompanying that will be uh, our final music video for the final single. And I'm really excited about that one. Oh, I'm definitely excited about that. I mean, like I said, I love the the singles and the videos that have been released so far. So I'm very excited to see how this final visualization is going to be coming about for the album. Me too. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. I think that's a great note to end on. And I thank you once again for taking this time to be able to talk to me about everything about this band. Uh, I, I truly love what's going on here. I know it's going to be an album I'm going to keep going back to. It's going to be one of my favorites towards the end of the year when I do my best of the year albums list. And it's just, it's been a great time being able to talk to you and just being able to talk about some great music. Yay. Well, thank you. And it was so nice to meet you and talk to you and you asked really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, all of it's off, off the cuff. I mean, just like a, being able to have like a real conversation, like a, nothing going into it. I just like being able to have that real conversation conversation kind of interview and it was yeah. a good back and forth absolutely <laughs> oh, cool well i know there's some other interviews coming up today so i'll let you go so i'll just uh again i'll uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this i should hopefully have this interview available uh, tomorrow and then the week of release i'll also be featuring this on my radio show with at least one of the singles off the album in promotion heck yeah thank you uh, oh not a problem and again uh thank you very much and i hope you have a great rest of the night all right you too all right, bye and welcome back to the show. You just got done here in my interview with Morgan Riley of Blackwater Drowning. And of course, the brand new album is coming out this Friday. Please go and check it out for some great American melodic death metal. Now, to talk a little bit about some entertainment stuff, some stuff I've been digging lately outside of music. Uh, one thing I was a bit late to the party on because I just re-signed up for Netflix after taking several months off, pretty, I think like half a year I took off. Now, I know you're going to think I'm going to say Stranger Things, and I'm not. I'm talking about the spin-off of the show Big Mouth, and the show known as Human Resources. It's basically Big Mouth and The Office combined together to make it a very dirty, very naughty, but such a funny show. Uh, it's only been one season so far. I believe they're working on season two right now, but it's just a great version of what it's like to work with other people in different environments, different parts of the same team, but all just working together. And there's so many different ways that you can take things from that, but it's also why I'm so happy I work alone. I mean, obviously, I got to work with people to be able to set up interviews and get promos and all that stuff, but that's always done by email. But if I had a corner office job, I would be even sadder than I am now. So I can watch something like Human Resources and just laugh. And over the course of the last week, I really needed some giggles. So I'm glad I was able to get some laughs out of what happened with Human Resources. I'm really looking forward to when Big Mouth comes back in the second season of Human Resources. And yeah, I know some of you are still probably going to be wondering, well, what do I think of Stranger Things? I mean, you got it back. You had to have watched it, right? No, no, I didn't. I gave up after season two. To me, that felt like the natural conclusion of the show and just have not been inspired to go back to it. I know they added a metal character on there, but I heard that he is 
a jackass. So, not exactly the best look when it comes to metal, but it's also probably a fair representation as well. But hey, who am I to judge? And if you're enjoy enjoying Stranger Things, I mean, all the more power to you. I'm The first two seasons I really did enjoy. I just... I don't know. It's kind of just like with all the Marvel stuff, with all of the Star Wars stuff. It just seemed to be too much all at once. So rather than, than just making it go on longer than it needs to and just bury everything into the ground, I left off at a spot where it just felt like it could conclude nicely. Maybe I'll go back and check out 3 and 4 after all of the hype has gone down. Because it's not like Netflix is getting rid of the show at any point. And we'll just see what happens with that. As far as gaming, I was really struggling to find something I wanted to play after Ghost of Tsushima because that game kind of ruined me. And I mean that in the best way possible because to me, Ghost of Tsushima is a perfect game. If you can give it an 11 out of 10, I'd give it an 11 out of 10. Everything about it was just perfect in my eyes. So nothing was really standing up to the hype. So I just decided to go back, check out some more stuff on... PlayStation Plus, downloaded some stuff, none of it just felt right to me at the time, and I just decided, hey, what's something I really do enjoy? What's one of my favorite video game series of all time? That's not Borderlands, because I need to take a Borderlands break after what they do with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Love the game, hate the DLC. But what's another series that I absolutely love? I mean, there's the Yakuza series, I really need to go back and replay 2 through 5. Which, I mean, if I want to check it out on Xbox or on PlayStation, it's all there. I might go with Xbox because that's already a part of Game Pass. And I would have to put the disc in for PlayStation. And I am just that lazy. Yes, I am. So I might go the Xbox route with that. Grand Theft Auto. I mean, obviously, everyone everywhere is waiting for the new Grand Theft Auto 6, which will be coming out sometime between now and 2050, I would imagine. But I decided to go on a different route and replay the Arkham series of from Batman. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Thinking about streaming Arkham Origins because that is a part of PlayStation Plus. But I went right to Arkham Knight, which is where I'm currently at right now. Over the past week, I was replaying Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, remembering how much I love those games. I'm right back on Arkham Knight, which I know a lot of people say is of the trilogy. It's the worst one. I don't think there is a worst one. I think all three are so good in their own different ways. If you want something more psychological, Arkham Asylum is perfect. If you want something that's a good mix of like an open world and psychological, you go with Arkham City. And if you want something that's horror inspired, it take you, takes you on some really trippy places, and it's that open world, you get to explore all of Gotham, it's got that action aspect, it's got scary moments, it's got brutal moments going on, it's got everything. I know some people say there's a little too much car stuff with the Batmobile, I disagree, but that's just me. But I'm currently replaying that and enjoying the hell out of it, and not just that, but... Outside of Arkham, I'm also going back and replaying Broforce, which is such a great underrated game. If you're not familiar with Broforce, it's basically a love letter to like 80s, 90s, and 2000s action movies, mainly 80s, but I include 90s and 2000s because it includes characters inspired 
from action movies that take place later, but it's just like it takes place in the 80s. And instead of, say, like Rambo, you have Rambro. Instead of Commando, you have Commandbro. Get the idea? Yes. And it's got like so many different, like every type of action movie that you can think of from Alien to Terminator to Kill Bill to Boondock Saints. All the heavy hitters are made fun of and parodied in this game to absolute perfection. And it's not an easy game. It's a really hard game. Even on normal, it can be really, really challenging. And it's fun. And it's a nice little break from Batman when I just need something else to play. So yeah, been going between the Arkham series and Broforce. And it's just been an amazing time with it. I'd be lying to myself and I wouldn't feel good about myself if I didn't bring things down for a little bit because I just need to throw some transparency out there and some honesty. This past week, actually in a few hours from now, it will be a full week, I was moments away from doing another suicide attempt. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm not saying I should have went through with it. I'm not saying I should still be here. I'm just saying it happened. I had everything planned in my head, what I was gonna do if anybody found me. I was gonna write up a letter. Yeah. And if you've been noticing over the last few weeks, I've been talking about how bad I have been doing. Well, Last week, it got worse. And I'm still just trying to be on the mend from that, because even though I didn't go through with it, even though I didn't make an attempt, I was so close to doing it, though, with all the preparations and everything, but I didn't do it. I just haven't really recovered from it. And today of all days, even though it's about like 20 minutes until the day is over, I'm recording this on the 4th of July. I don't want to get political here. If you know me online, you know about my thoughts about this particular 4th of July. I think that's all you really need to read between the lines. But the 4th of July has always been a horrible, horrible day for me over the past 13 years where where my family fell apart for the second time and it was the final time uh, the first time was in 2000 then it happened in 2009 I guess I could kind of say 2019 was because that's when I backed out of the family but everyone else pretty much broke apart in 2009 and I, it's stuff involving my half sisters, it's stuff involving my mom and dad. It was stuff that happened before I was even born. Got brought up in 2009, even though I was born in 88, stuff got brought up then. Stuff I'd give anything to be able to talk about. And even though one of the parties is dead, there's one party still around that I respect enough to not mention what happened uh, anywhere. And if that person happens to go, I will happily describe in detail everything that happened. But with that in mind, the family fell apart over accusations that turned out to be true. 
all of these fights that were happening at this particular moment, I wasn't around for because I was gone. I was playing a gig. But when I came back home, I heard about all of these things that happened from before I was born that just so happened to be brought to light for some reason. I didn't know what to say or do or think. And because I didn't know what to do, all parties involved stopped wanting me around. I'll just put it at that. I tried making amends until 2019, when I just finally said, screw it, this isn't worth my time and energy anymore. Some of us learn things much lighter than others. I'm still learning. And today has just been one big cluster for me. And I've just been either sleeping or playing Batman to get my mind into a better space. And did it work? Well, I still feel like I'm in the midst of my own personal hell, but I suppose it could be worse. And I know for so many other people, the 4th of July is just an absolute joke this year, and who knows what's going to happen in the future. I just... For anyone affected by what has happened over the last couple weeks, almost two weeks now, I'm deeply sorry for everything that you have to go through as a straight, white, cis, American male. I am sorry for everything that you have to go through. You shouldn't have to. It's not fair. It's not right. The fact that this is happening in our country now, I know there's arguments to be made. I don't want to go into them. I'm too tired, tired of life to even go into it, but the battles you're fighting right now are something I will never be able to comprehend, and I'm just so sorry for everything they have to go through, and I can only hope that you can make it through the other side of this the best that you possibly can. So, just for me, a suicidal guy that's looking for a reason to live, just keep trying to fight the good fight. I'm going to take a few minutes now to be able to make the soundtrack to this week's show. It'll be, I'll be back instantaneously for you right here on the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. And welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. And here we are talking about the soundtrack to episode 16 of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast, which you can check out exclusively on Spotify. Search my name, Josh Runquist, J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T, and you'll find episode 16, soundtrack 7-5-2022. Let's get into the songs here, starting off with Blackwater Drowning and their latest single, Mortal Coil. Then we got some nice gothic dark moods here with the band Moonshade and the song Everlasting Horizons. Then we get into some Brazilian death thrash with the band Chrissian and their brand new single, Sworn Enemies. Then we get into some supergroup black metal featuring some amazing members of different mellow death bands doing some black metal. But the band I Am The Night and the song Acclamation of Bonds. Then we have some experimental black metal from the band Psy and the band Mayonaka no Kawaii. Then up next is the band Wake, which I'm just discovering now, but this is some absolutely killer stuff here, which I need to check out more of, with the brand new single Infinite In Word. Then we get into the dark gothic doom metal of the band Gothrime and the brand new song Chasms. Then we got some nice classic revival heavy metal with the band Vulture and their brand new song High Speed Metal. Then we get into the instrumental post-rock, post-metal, little bit of sludge, 
but of course it's the band known as Russian Circles, with their brand new single, Conduit. Then finally, we're ending it with some prog, with a six and a half minute song known as Philosophobia, and their new song, Voices Unheard. Now if you want to check out those songs, if you want to do it individually, just look at the Spotify playlist and then use your streaming or whatever you use to be able to check out music and be able to make decisions on your own. But if you'd like to check out this specially curated playlist, make sure to go over to Spotify. And again, that is J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. And look at episode 16 soundtrack 7522. And that will do it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I am still struggling really, really hard, but I am so glad that I stuck around to be able to give you this show. I have some more great shows coming up down the pipeline, so be it if I'm still here. With that in mind, I will be back next week with another great interview from... A, a band in Italy that is doing their own approach to what American rock and metal is doing. A band known as Sick and Beautiful. Hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy it. But if you want to check out the show, of course, check it out everywhere that you listen to podcasts except for YouTube, which you specifically let me know. Because no one checked it out. That no one checked it out. So check it out everywhere else you check out podcasts. Everywhere from Amazon to Google to iTunes to Spotify audible iHeartRadio, everywhere you check out stuff and of course go over to that for all of your drummer guy needs from the past and now heavy debriefings and now over 825 interviews so cool so cool i can say that and of course check me out on social media as well with facebook youtube and instagram all with the name heavy debriefings And while I haven't heard anything lately about that really special person known as Elon Musk, he's still technically going to be buying Twitter because I haven't heard anything otherwise. But if he drops out, I'll be back on Twitter. And that username is Happy Debriefs. And until next week, thank you so very much for tuning in to this week's show. This is Josh Ronquist saying, see ya.